Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. Outside, currently looking at partly cloudy skies. A warmer start today. Another day in the 70s for us, 58 degrees in Buffalo. We have an update on a horrible crash Monday morning. Four teens killed in a one-vehicle crash on the ramp from the inbound 33 to the 198. The vehicle stolen, according to Buffalo Police Commissioner Joe Gramalia, who said excessive speed believed to be a factor. Uh, that vehicle crashed into the wall. Five of the six occupants were ejected from the vehicle. This particular car has a glass roof, and five of the six occupants were ejected through that glass roof. The driver was not ejected from the vehicle. All between the ages of 14 and 17. One passenger remains in the ICU. The driver treated and released and now in custody with Buffalo Police. Buffalo Police also announcing yesterday a 16-year-old boy was arrested for making an online threat toward Hutch Tech High School. The teen posted a threat on social media. Buffalo Police then obtained a court order under the state's red flag law to search a home on Florida Street where he lived. Investigators say they found two illegal handguns inside. Here's Police Commissioner Joe Gramalia. There was one handgun that was loaded and then there was a one-shot Derringer that was not loaded uh, and some other evidence was also recovered. There were three arrests made at that, uh, at that home in the 200 block of uh, Florida. In that uh, investigation, the 16-year-old was charged with making a terroristic threat and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. Two residents of the home aged 38 and 50, were also arrested. St. Louis police identifying two of the people who were killed in a high school shooting. The shooting suspect has been identified as 19-year-old Orlando Harris. He graduated from the Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis's South Side last year. No motive has been released, but students at the school at the time of the shooting say they heard him say he was tired of everybody at the school. Police say a 16-year-old girl was killed during the shooting. Her name has not been released. The shooter's other victim is identified as a teacher and grandmother, 61-year-old Jean Kutska, who had been teaching health and physical education at the school since 2008. Seven other people were injured during the shooting. They are hospitalized. Kent Martin, ABC News, St. Louis. Well, just ahead of the election, two weeks from today, gas prices have dropped by double digits across the country. Democrats hope to capitalize on that 
Republicans say it's not enough. Almost a week ago, President Biden announced another release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve with the goal of bringing down gas prices. Now the Energy Department is reporting the average price of regular unleaded in the U.S. has dropped 10 cents a gallon in the past week. And while prices are going down everywhere, California's decline is making the average seem even bigger since California's price went down 35 cents a gallon in the past week due to refineries coming back online and switching to winter blend gasoline. Still, though, California are paying $5.50 a gallon for regular unleaded. Alex Stone, EBC News. Now, here in the Buffalo area, AAA says the average price is $3.67 a gallon, down over 10 cents from last month, but up 22 cents from a year ago. Diesel prices remain over $2 more per gallon than at this time last year. Yeah, that's a thing to that's remember. A lot. a lot of us not using diesel, but shipping anything Absolutely. you wonder why everything's everything getting more expensive uh diesel prices up two dollars still from last year well there's a new gathering place coming to the central terminal today wben's tom puckett has the details seat at the table is the culmination of months of community engagement says monica pellegrino fakes of the buffalo central terminal we heard many times from people that they wish there was a spot to gather and to have some fun and to maybe eat a meal to enjoy time together so we conceived of this um, artistic creative tables that are being installed on the lawn today as we speak she sees a lot of events happening there we have a great partnership with the Buffalo music and art festival um, and that's our largest event that's at the end of august that's put on by um, the Buffalo music and arts uh, but we also had slow roll and uh, Shakespeare in the Park and a backpack giveaway and trunk or treat. Pellegrino Fake says students at the Foundry have built two custom extra-long tables with seating as well as two additional sculptural seating elements. You can hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, interesting, Tom. Thanks. And now Thanksgiving is less than a month away. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is... Already looking to set the table. As you may be starting to make preparations for your Thanksgiving dinner, just how much should you worry about the availability of turkey this fall as you head to your local supermarket or grocery store? I really think that everybody's going to be able to find a turkey. You just might not find the exact size you want. I know there's a lot of the smaller 10 to 12, 12 to 14 size turkeys that probably will not be readily available as they have been in the past. The avian flu that's come across the country, you know, a lot of turkey houses were affected by that and they lost all those birds. So there's going a little bit of shortages. I still think you're going to find turkey, no problem, but maybe just not quite the size you're looking for. That's Mark Strube, owner and president of Ford Brothers Wholesale Meats in West Valley. While the availability of turkey this Thanksgiving may not be much of an issue, the price of turkey could be on the rise, especially with the avian bird flu making an impact on the market this year. We don't know the exact cost from our wholesaler yet, but we're looking at turkeys probably being about 50 to 75 percent higher in cost than last year. That's Brian Kuzmierski, owner of the Market in the Square. So what else might be in short order this Thanksgiving as you head to your local supermarket to stock up? Here's more from Mark Mahoney, president of Dash's Market. It seems like, you know, most of the canned goods, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, potatoes aren't in uh, very good supply. I don't think there's much other at this point, you know, unless, again, you can always get some weather, you know, out in California or Florida that could affect some of the lettuces and that. But I, I think right now we're okay with all the other supplies. More on the availability of your Thanksgiving turkey this holiday season is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, so 
higher prices. But, you know, I still think that a turkey, a Thanksgiving dinner is still like one of the most affordable dinners you can make all year long. I love what we scoff at and what we pay without thinking twice about. Like yeah. a, th- a full Thanksgiving dinner for like your entire family. I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to cost something because if you have a table full of people, you know, if you're feeding right. 10, 11, 15 uh, people, it's going to be a lot. But compared to like fast food, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like inexpensive. You're way ahead. And you're getting, you know, the full turkey dinner, everything that everybody it's healthy. loves. It, it might be, I, this is my favorite thing about Thanksgiving dinner is that it might be the most healthy meal. Most people, for as much right. as we say about how much you stuff yourself with everything, I really do think it is one of the most healthy meals I know. most people eat every Why do we year. eat it once a year? I know. I Listen, I would love to do a Thanksgiving turkey multiple times a year. Me I should. Too. You know, like one weekend a month. Just like, all right, turkey. Right. Turkey day. Making a whole turkey. Yeah, actually, we had turkey last night. Not a, I didn't cook a whole it, turkey. No, it was a We're small, turkey night. small little breast. We got, but it uh, was like, you know what? We should have this more often. I, it's it was great. Good. I like turkey. A lot of people don't like turkey. I've or more and more I hear about people saying, "Eh, turkey. Why are we doing that?" And then you know they make something else, like not like a ham, but like a beef dish or okay. you know something yeah. really nice. I like turkey. I I it's do fine. too. What's I wrong just feel it? like we don't have it enough. I'm so. uh, I'm right there with you. I like it. And I'm, then you know on the prices. There's still there's like a week, at least a week, where they're on sale everywhere. Usually that is the case. That's what I always wait for at Thanksgiving time, not at Christmas time. But, but then at Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm waiting for that. You have to be like on your toes, know when it happens. I don't want to miss it because that's when I get the turkeys for not just this year but like next year. You put one in the freezer. Exactly. It's good for whenever. But yeah, Thanksgiving time. I'm a big fan. Thanksgiving dinner. I'll, I'm not really a fixings person. Just a straight turkey. Okay. Turkey, mashed potatoes, corn, boom, I'm done. Huh? I'll save the stuffing for everybody else. Oh, I love the stuffing. Let okay. me take extra turkey. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, news time, 510. Let's uh, take a look outside. Hey, nice start to our day today. A little warm out there, 58 degrees in western New York. Uh, we're looking at partly cloudy skies today, again into the 70s. Looks like maybe well in mid-70s. Perhaps for a high today. Rain does return tomorrow, and we are cooling off for the back half of the week. But the weekend looking pretty nice, too. 58 degrees right now in Buffalo. And warmer this morning than it was even yesterday morning. Wasn't it in the 40s? Yesterday morning, walking out the door, a little bit of a chill. This morning, hey, not so much. Not Not feeling all all that bad. And uh, it's actually decent walking throughout the building here. Not You're often right. you say that from the moment you open the door. I'm like, oh, all it's right. It's a rare day. We're feeling good around here. Yeah. 60 degrees, though. It takes that. Hey, uh, this happened last week. Taylor Swift's new album. I saw everybody posting about this. Putting up sales numbers not seen in years. Taylor Swift saying hi to huge sales. Her new album, Midnight's, the first to sell more than a million copies in a week since 2017, when Swift did it with Reputation. That according to the company Luminate, whose data powers the Billboard charts. Midnight's has hit sales of 1.2 million in just three days. So by the time the tracking week ends Thursday night, the number will likely go much higher. Midnight's has also sold the most vinyl copies ever in a week in the modern era since Luminate started counting in 1991. Over 400,000 discs, more than doubling the previous champ, Harry Styles' Harry's House, earlier this year. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. She's the queen of the release, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Just absolutely. And I think part of that is 
I guess there's like multiple versions. I saw, you know, a couple of local record stores posting, you know, hey, we have the Taylor Swift album on vinyl ready to go. And there was like five different covers. I don't know if there's like different wow. versions of the actual record. There's just different covers. That's that, cool. But I bet you there's people buying multiple ones who are like Pro. huge fans. Yeah. For sure. But hey, pretty cool. Things uh, to collect. Still have one uh, artist crushing it in terms of people actually buying the music, which is pretty rare nowadays. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for partly to mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures this afternoon in the low to mid 70s for tonight. Overnight lows will be in the mid 50s with partly cloudy skies, scattered showers on Wednesday with temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. Much cooler on Thursday, partly cloudy with highs near 50. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. We're joined now by Jack O'Donnell, O'Donnell and Associates, talking about the midterm elections, which are uh, really coming up fast. Jack, thanks for being with us this morning. You know, looking at some of these numbers in recent weeks, I, it would appear that Lee Zeldin gaining some steam. How much do you read into some of the shifting poll numbers as we get closer to Election Day? Is this what typically happens? Good morning. I, I do think a lot of this is typical. Um, people are paying more attention to elections. Often they, they uh, close, right? People are looking at both sides. You know, Zeldin was really outspent for the the first few months of this race, and he now has some resources to tell people who he is. Um, so I think naturally they, they they've closed a, a little. I also think that Zeldin has tapped into some issues, um, and the issues that he's talking about crime, the economy, um, have really become more prevalent here, and and that's also brought his numbers up. and And I think it's going to bring a lot more attention. Uh, to their conversation tonight. There, it is the one and only governor debate tonight at Pace University in New York City. Jack, I'm wondering if Hochul is trying to pivot. Um, reason I'm asking, yesterday she and Tish James held a news conference about red flag laws. There wasn't a new announcement about them. She was trying to reaffirm that they're working this coming two weeks before Election Day. She was even asked if the event had anything to do with recent polls showing Zeldin gaining on her, she answered it's not a new issue for her. But Rob Ort, the Senate minority leader, he called this an election day Hail Mary. Did this raise your eyebrows at all? Well, I, I would place it somewhere in between, right? Um, I, I, I do think that we've seen the Hochul campaign talking more about crime and the environment. She released a couple new ads. Um, late last week um, to highlight those things. And um, last week, she was also with uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams talking about um, crime and violence in the New York City subways. So I, I do think there has been a focus on it. Um, I think after the Supreme Court decision, um, we've seen a lot of Democratic candidates have gone really heavy on um, reproductive rights and, and that We've also seen more recently that that's, that's not um, working as well for them as, as maybe it did in the spring or during special election time. Um, so we see um, the governor, we see T uh, Attorney General Tish James, we see a lot of Democrats talking more about crime. Crime, but then also the economy, right? And it doesn't matter who you are. If you're the party in power and the economy and specifically the 
not-so-well-performing economy is a main issue, that's not typically a good sign. Uh, that's why midterms are, are traditionally very, very bad for the party in power. Um, a- absolutely. If the economy is not is not doing well, um, the, the people um, in office are the ones who, who pay the price with with voters. Uh, I think voters demand and deserve results and, and hold that against the people in office. You know, on Zeldin and especially his crime message, why do you think that's resonating so much with voters? Well, I, I think there is both a reality and a perception, right? Uh, uh, we have seen some some crime numbers up, even if some of the worst crime uh, numbers are down. Um, there have been, as well as as um, the, the governor pointed out, there have been some really um, bad decisions um, that have been made, and some bad instances where where there have been a lot of lot of press around it. Um, but I do think broadly, um, Americans, New Yorkers are, are feeling those fears, um, whatever is stoking them. And those are very real for people. Um, and, and that's a big driver. right? You can't even talk about um, a lot of these other issues if, if you don't feel safe and you don't feel like your family is safe. What uh, you know, this is uh, the race that's getting all the headlines here, a race for governor. What else statewide are you going to be? paying close attention to over the next couple of weeks? Uh, There's something like four to six congressional races, Um, very few here in western New York, but especially in the Hudson Valley, central New York and Long Island um, that could go either way, that are real true toss up races um, and may determine who who's in control of of the House of Representatives. It does really look like um, if the polls are to believe that Republicans are going to have a, a, a healthy majority in the House, um, but we're watching to see if they win a few more seats in the state of New York. Here in western New York, not a lot of competitive races. What do you th- Is it the governor's race that will be driving people to the polls? Uh, absolutely. I think it's the governor's race, um, right, having a, a, a hometown person on the ticket um, is a big deal. And, and I think that will be the number one driver. Um, there's also a, an interesting state Senate race between two incumbent state senators, um, Ed Rath and, and Sean Ryan, that, that in, you know, Tonawanda, Amherst and parts of Buffalo may, may drive a few people to the polls. Um, and then there's a county clerk race in Erie County that I don't know if a few folks are keeping an eye on. That uh, race between two, you know, people who are currently in office, you have Ed Rath, Sean Ryan, uh, what are you seeing there? We're starting to see the commercials. In fact, just as you're talking, there's another commercial airing on the TV screen here. We're starting to see things really pick up there. Who do you see as having the upper hand, and what could change over the next couple of weeks? Um, You know, it it is so interesting. We rarely have incumbents, right? This is, um, along with those congressional races, is the the fallout from the the whole debacle of redistricting in New York that I know we've we've talked a lot about over the summer. Um, The district um, likely favors Sean Ryan. Um, It is a a Democratic district, Uh, you know, voted for Biden. And I think that that puts Sean Ryan kind of in the in the driver's seat. But Ed Rath is a, a strong campaigner, and we've also seen sort of late in a number of these races um, a lot of money coming in, uh, especially from IE or independent expenditure campaigns 
um, to help some of the Republican candidates hitting on those um, crime issues that we've talked about, hitting on some of those economic issues that we've talked about, um, and really sort of playing up um, how far left the the state Democratic Party has has gone. Um, so that that's going to be interesting to watch. But I think Sean Ryan is definitely the favorite. Jack, we appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Albany Insider Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell and Associates. That's nine thirty in seven one six. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.